The detail events of a mission that happen on or around 2008 November account for information taken by service members 1st Cavalry Division. At no time does the information violate the Department of Defense standing policy for publication either via newsletter, email, television, or literature publishing on validated websites. Names have been changed but events happen as mentioned below. Exclusive rights are given to AO Answer Solutions LLC podcast. Any unauthorized use or reproduction of our content is strictly prohibited and will be subject to legal action. We reserve the right to prosecute individuals or entities who fully infringe upon our intellectual property rights of the law without our consent. What is military transition team are special skill officers and enlisted service members that train local security force on intelligence operations and logistics. At this juncture of my career, I had about 16 years in and for whatever reason I had a chip on my shoulder. I just got transferred to a unit where the senior enlisted was a dirtbag. There was a surgery schedule but at that point I had not been in the unit for less than a week. So, the command decided to flag me deployment to Iraq for about six months of an 18-month rotation. Back to the question. How did the military transition team change my view about the Army Reserve? Well, the story starts in basic training as far as reservists. Our concerned reservists at the time had my attitude was, they are only there for the benefits. In 1989, basic training was the same for armed services. Only support element had 11 Bravos as drill instructors, unless combat infantry badges are given to mechanic, cooks, and admin personnel. Basic training skills to this day provide structure for daily life as an active duty service member. From my perspective, reservists provided the essentials department of defense element just in case United States was called to war. That would change after joining the MIT team. Well, at this point, I had just got into the Iraq. And of course I had to meet the first sergeant to let him know that I was in country. That ship was getting a little bit bigger because at that point, I knew I was staff sergeant promotable, so I did not get the assignment I was slotted. Of course, and you were going to get kicked around to dirt assignments. So, walking into the first sergeant office, let's back up. I am in the country, and I get a knock at the door, and it is Specialist Simpson. Now to give you a backstory on Simpson. He is from Wisconsin, and he's a simple kid. Now if he chose any other Moss, I don't think the turn of events would have happened the way they did, but nonetheless he was eager to make his mark as a food specialist. Prior to deploying, he had one cook of the year. This set him apart from all other cooks. Most cooks for whatever reason feel that the Moss is not prestigious and carries an animosity connotation. You are a support element. That's our role. The way I explain it now is all service-connected veterans get the same amount of money. Unlike most cooks, Simpson was always involved in making sure his uniform, attitude, and personality was in check. Simpson became a beacon for the rest of the team. That was Simpson. Well, once I got into the country and got settled and there was a knock at my door, Simpson wants to know how I view the situation. Prior to me getting there, he was assigned to gun truck missions. He went out every day and navigated the Iraq landscape, which was dangerous. Just because I navigated those waters in 2005, I didn't have any understanding of who oversaw the team. Unlike 2005, we were not under combat, brigade, or battalion. It was up to cooks, mechanics, and admin personnel to do the job of 11 Bravos. Now some 11 Bravo may take offense to that. You could never be a 11 Bravo, which is all good. 
But regardless of that fact, we did not flip eggs. All sergeant non-commissioned officer evaluation report system had the platoon sergeant in duty description under daily duties and scope along with principal duty title. So Simpson came to my room and asked me how I felt about him requesting transfer to do his moss. He explained that he talked to his wife about transferring to cooking. It's assumed that he explains the dangerous avenue of the Iraq landscape to his wife to give him concern that he would not see her again. The decision had already been been made prior to his visit however he wanted peace of mind. The next morning he was unalive. He came to me at night. He knew I was in the country and it was important that we talk about this change. But he could not see my pain by just writing this podcast. The nights that I cried to sleep or did not sleep. He left an impression on me that will never wash off. Congratulations, special operators in the worst cases scenarios. I applaud you for coming back and going on with your life. But for me, it was a challenge. Well, back to the first sergeant meeting. He had something to prove. Standing at parade rest as a senior enlisted made me feel that someone talked about my colorful background. So, he had something to prove, and he heard about my track record. I did not compromise, and I followed the book. So, he said, I've heard about you. I say you're difficult to work with. Well, not under my watch. I reply saying, no matter what you have for me, first sergeant, God orders my steps. Then he softened his posture. I am a born-again Christian as well. You will find that some men pump their chest out with claim that they're tough, but God is author and finisher of our faith. First sergeant said, it may be a curse and blessing, but you're right on time due to the incident with Simpson. And Sergeant Garcia, you will take control of the MIT team in the North Providence area. So, I took my orders and looked for my ride to this MIT team. It was a tank company. Well, fudge, here we go again. Which, in all fairness, Sergeant Garcia, the cook slotted to replaced by Simpson, was a yes man, but also injured in the explosion, so cooks were in short supply. I could not conform to the standards the company first sergeant wanted. This is all active duty 19 kilos, which I hated. No active service members at this tank company had standards. I had a problem with a staff segrant who wanted me to cater to his needs. So, one day these pricks wanted something that I could not do. He went for the first sergeant. Respectfully, I was given an order to do what these jack-offs wanted. No problem. It lasted about three months. I never slept in the assigned rooms. It was the middle of the cold season in Iraq. I slept in the containerized kitchen, first battlefield tested. Never felt safer in that air-conditioned or heated unit with mountain of food. Active duty tankers just did not understand my skill set. If that allowed me freedom, then the sky was the limit. I never offered special meals or mixed culinary cuisine. They want to drown me in their sorrow because they were in a bad location. But God had other plans. I was reassigned to scouts, which were the same company, but the moss was 19 deltas. Now this was like night and day if compared to 19 kilos. Master Sergeant Billings had a different demeanor. He understood that we were in a war zone. But his attitude was let's make the best of it, and yes, he was a reservist. There was no commanding structure there, however mostly out the different positions that each captain took. There was a linguist officer, the scout platoon sergeant and sergeant first class 13 fox or joint fire support specialist, and three other officers, and the five men scout crew all enlisted specialists. Master and sergeant first class Hildberg had issue from the gate. Something about the master sergeant did a self-promotion which made sense because reservists did things differently. Master sergeant Billings earned my respect because he treated me with respect. 
plus that had been cooking for themselves and it was not working out. So, when it came time to do a supply run, I took request. Steak, lobster, shrimp, it did not matter. It was heaven and this crew ate like kings. I was able to see scouts get busy, and they're not all talk. One night while the crew after a great steak and lobster meal was stargazing, the enemy decided to fire mortars toward our compound and the M113 armored personnel carriers camped outside the compound. The scouts had the app fitted with mortar launcher. The knowledge of the crew's moves with no hesitation. The fister got into position, and I got on the radio to assist with communication. Fun times. Our medic was wild. He did a couple of surgeries on dogs and even helped an Iraq family involved in a car crash outside the wire. Then Doc asked me do I wanted to assist with the car wreck. That was a hard pass. So... During this mortar attack, I found myself watching experts do what they do best. So professional and yet tedious in their execution of search and destroy. This was the highlight of my tour with the second mid team. The third mid team was distanced from any social interaction with me and I was cool with that from the beginning. One senior enlisted sergeant major was a loser. Again, I found myself taking over for subpar sergeants. Good for me that the team had a barn of food and dining facility run by Bangladeshian. My job was to make sure they did not poison the food. Sergeant Major Perez does not know how to talk to anybody. I hope he dropped off the Brooklyn Bridge. Well, that is how I felt in 2008. Now this mid team I never engaged in it best to let lying dogs lie. There is no room to grow. It is best not to allow the senior enlisted an opportunity to change your character that is in your DNA. In the field of operation, you can develop who you want to be in the heat of the moment. I decided to take it on the chin. Granted, when in the army green or service uniform there is nothing better than ribbons galore. Never worry about the journey if the road is filled with flowers. I never worried. Behind the scenes God is working on our behalf for those who are following. Let this soldier's time spent be a tribute to not giving up in the tough times.